Good evening and welcome to The Debate Show, episode six. I'm Gav Mack, that's Dylan Murphy and that's Alex Osborne. Hello, gentlemen. What's happening? How are we? He- Hello, gentlemen. Mate, just, uh, you know, sat here in me in my smoker's jacket. feel like I need to because, uh, you know, there's deals happening and I kind of like it. But we'll talk about those a little bit later on. So let's get some uh, housekeeping out of the way, as always. You, subs- you can subscribe to the YouTube channel www.youtube.com forward slash to a top football is going on the bottom of your screen right now. Um, make sure you download Soccer Manager 2021. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. And did you know if you put to a top into Google, our name comes up first, as proven by someone who works at BT, um, who uh, knows who we are, which is great because I have no idea who he is, but it's lovely. Our name's getting out there. Anyway, it's a debate show. We've got some questions. Um, sorry, I just glanced over and Thomas Part is having his medical right now at Arsenal Training Ground. Um, but I'm not excited in any way, shape or form. Um, we will be joined later on by, by Tom Overend, massive Chelsea fan and founder and creator of All Things Chelsea. But in the meantime, let's get some questions done. Do you think Tammy Abraham, Ben Chilwell and Jaden Sancho should receive the same treatment as as uh, Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden. Why? What, what, have I have I missed something? What's happened? Oh my god! Where yeah. you been? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm the same as Dylan. What 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 what's what's going on? Where the hell have you two been today? I've been working all day. I still know this. Right. So the long and short of it is, um, it was Tammy Abraham's 23rd birthday. Yeah. Okay. And he didn't know that there was a um, a surprise party for him. And surprise Thomas party. It was <laughs> a, um, a surprise birthday party for him, and there was more than six people there. So they've had this little shindig. Apparently, everyone was temperature checked as normal, you know, and you know everything was done in the right way, but. You know, these England stars all knew about it and they were all there with friends and family. The number of people there, I'm not quite sure. However, there's still a lot of people there and they are still in the England squad. So should they be given the same treatment as Greenwood and Foden? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because you can't have one rule for one and another rule for others. It's as simple as that. Yeah, the only thing I can actually say about that is I, I, I completely agree. You can't, you can't have like one rule for. But the only, the only thing is, is Greenwood and Foden. They were actually out representing England in a different country when they done it. Um, apart from that, that's the only thing I can see that's different. Do you know what I mean? That's it. You're breaking the, you're breaking the guidelines, like. You're meant to be role models. For me, I think it's a bit of a weird one because at the end of the day, Tammy Abraham in particular didn't actually know about it. Yeah, yeah. So he's... He weren't aware of it. So then is it really his fault? No. No. I, I, I think... I think... I think it's a bit harsh. Um, Stephen Cotton is watching the show. He's uh, part of the family. Uh, bonjour. Thanks for watching. Um... He says that Dortmund are fuming at Sancho for not playing for a couple of weeks due to an illness um, and then rocks up to the party. So, is, is, should he be reprimanded? Yeah, because obviously... Is he is he in England because England are playing this week? Or... Yeah, it's in, it's in, it's in, it's I was going to say, because if he's just flown out from Germany to come to a party, then that, you know, that's taking the Michael, isn't it? Mm. Alex? Uh, well... I've got to wonder on um, <laughs> part of Cotton's messaging there because uh, obviously United are trying to get Sancho. Maybe he's still clinging on to hope that they will get him before the deadline. But if if obviously all of that is conspired, then yeah, he hasn't been a professional in terms of what Dorman would like him to do. But you know, there's I suppose there's always extenuating circumstances that we don't know the uh, details of really. What do you think of? Because like they, it's a weird one because like they're still part of the they're part of the group still. They just have to go and quarantine elsewhere. 
and then they for me they're they're still allowed to be part of of the team. Like I said, they for for Chilwell and Sancho, I think he's a bit naughty. But for Tammy Abraham, he weren't aware. He didn't know. He didn't know anything about it. So why should he be punished for? As far as he's concerned, he's turned up to see a couple of his friends, and then he opens the door, and all his friends and family are there. Now I want to know who leaked it in the first yeah. place, because knowing what has already happened to Greenwood and to Foden, why would you put yourself in that situation? That's the, that's the thing. When you're rich, mate, you've got a lot of people who you're there. They'll try and stab you in the back just for a little bit of money, mate. You know what I mean? All you've got to do is look at what their, Jamie Vardy's wife was doing to their Rooney's for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's... Um, yeah, I, I, I think... I, I personally think that Greenwood and Foden should... Well, their form hasn't really justified them being part of this England setup. But in terms of the players and the, the player ability... I think both of those should be in this squad anyway. I think their punishment has already been served by them being sent home. Yeah. And that's that's my thoughts on it. Um, what does Glenn say? Sorry, Alex, we'll just cut you out there a second. You're still there, though. Um, they still know the rules, Glenn says. Uh, thanks for watching as well. Um, should be the same treatment, regardless if it's a punishment or not. They've mingled with people outside their bubble, so it's not safe for the rest of the England squad. It's true. Yeah, uh, that's exactly. Uh, Bogle has said it word for word. Basically, um, it should be the same punishment that Foden and Greenwood received. Um, but I, I feel like this is just a bit, a bit of a whole lot of fuss about nothing, really. If I'm being completely honest, yeah, we say they're role models, but that's is that in their contract? Is that what they sign up to do? No, they sign up to play football and train for their football club. The fact that they are supposedly role models is is just an extra curriculum that's been forced upon them that they shouldn't have to be forced upon them. They're still human beings. They're still living their lives. Okay, yes, they have to live by the rules that's been set in place. But this is just a whole lot of nothing, as far as I'm concerned. But they do get they, like when they're young, though they get they get taught how to work with media and stuff like that to work like to so like you're saying like they just go turn out to be football players, but. They get taught from from the in the academies on how to become these role models, sort of thing. You know what I mean? It's how totally trying. That's, yeah, that's that's answering questions, isn't it? I I I, I no. I, if I if I was a football club, I'm not signing a player because oh yeah, he's a yeah, good role yeah, model. I'm signing yeah, because he's a good football player, yeah, not because yeah. he's a good role model. Yeah, I, I think it's important to be a good role model because it's all part of the mantra of playing for the club. You know, so. It's all it's all part of the the financy side of things, you know. If you're if you're a role model for that club, it's going to aid the club financially as well. So, therefore, you need to make sure that you are professional at all times. I think that's what it's more is about professionalism. And I think that these, as I say, I I, I, don't, I can't really blame Tammy Abraham much. I do blame Ben Chilwell and Sancho because they were in on it. They knew what the what the surprise was, so they should know better, and their professional outlook should be the same. They should be talking to each other and be like, "Do you really think it's a really good idea to be doing this?" You know, if there's if there's us three going in going into a um, like us three going somewhere, um, and you know, Cotton comes along, and you know, a few other people in our group, but that makes it seven or eight. We will all be asking each other. Do you really think this is a good idea? Well, I personally will say, do you think this is a good idea to be doing this? Because there's eight of us. Yeah. Just what I mean. So, I don't know. I, I think I think it's a little bit annoying. Um, uh, and to think that Rio Fernand got banned for six months for getting a drug test. Um, for, for oh, that's, that's a completely uh, different thing. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 I compare apples and oranges. Yeah, I, I get what he's trying to say, but I, yeah. That is just a that's stupid that, comment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's nil and void. Sorry, sorry, Colwell. Sorry, sorry. about that. <laughs> um, 
He did say, what about the Arsenal mascot? He wants to talk about that. Hey, um, I've got a piece on that a little bit later on anyway. Um, it has to be the biggest news. Oh, wait, hang on. Um, is Liverpool, uh, gets, <laughs> Liverpool gets stuffed by Villa 7-2. And I'm not surprised he didn't actually say anything himself because I know he's a Tottenham fan. And um, he could have said a few words about that as well, but uh, but he didn't. Right then, um, that's the end of that. Now, let's talk about Liverpool. I do actually have a question on Liverpool. So, uh, the next question. Is Virgil van Dijk declining? Um, I think you just I won't come to you first. No, you're, you're a Liverpool fan. I won't come to you first. I'll come to you, Alex. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily he's declining. I think what Virgil van Dijk... And I think this is something that has been throughout his career and possibly why he was at Celtic first and then a little bit of Southampton before he did go to a bigger club. Is There's always been uh, noise surrounding him, rumours that he is not always completely fully motivated. So that when a fully motivated and determined Virgil van Dijk is on it, we can see how good he is. But when he's slightly... He's like, oh, this is a bit too easy for me. Or, do you know what? I don't feel quite, feel it quite so much today. He's a little bit, like, lackadaisical. And then you get to see why he can be a little bit below standard. I think that's more a case of the fact that's happening right now rather than the fact he's declining. Um, I, can, I, can I jump in like Jeff? Because I, I, yeah. I think it's a, a mixture of a few things. Um, I think yesterday was poor tactics, to be fair, lads. I don't think they're getting used to the high line. The high line was basically the midfield was so high up that it was they, they had, the, the midfield had, was, the defense had defense had no cover. Plus, also, I, you know, the, the, his it was like watching a Bundesliga game yesterday. Yeah, Liverpool yeah. were defending like a kamikaze Bundesliga team. It was, it was terrible. They, they looked like Schalke last but, night. But I'll I'll be dead honest with you, lads. The, saying his face of Van Dijk declining is like saying is you know it's like the Salah effect. Like, um, Salah Salah said if once you once you become like the um, the PFA Player of the Year, that's it. It's just downhill from you. Salah got the uh, highest goal scorer, and then everyone's saying that like, he, he, he's crap. He still bangs. He still bangs. I, I rate him higher than Marnie in my eyes. Right, but it's the same thing. Like you know, because of that season where he was unstoppable, no, one person dribbled past him, and then the season after. You know, we won the Champions League. We won the league, and and people still thinking, nah, he's he's not a, he's not as good this season. Yeah, he's had a bit of a decline, but I think it's tactics. Me personally, we're we're still getting used to high line, and and you need to scrap it off because we don't work well with it. We haven't got well, the fullbacks. We haven't got the fullbacks to be playing a higher line since the since the beginning of the eighteen nineteen season. No, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's made the most mistakes. Yeah, more errors that have led directly to goals than any other any other player that, in the Premier League. I, I don't know. I don't believe those kind of stats, it, really. I mean, might, what do they, they count be... as an error? I mean, what can they count as an error, really? It's, I, I, those stats can be, uh, I think, are so misleading. Well, this really. is the thing. Like, I'd, I'd like to see the stats before he turned up and how many mistakes were made to turn when he turned up to the, the whole team being strengthened. I think that I think the the, um, the the high ball needs to be scrapped off soon as. Uh, example, um, literally tried to uh, to control the ball and <laughs> led directly to a goal, and not just that. Um, it could have been it could have been more where Jack Grealish, who was an absolute boy um, huh. in that game, and um, you know turned him inside out and then megged him, and it was it was only it was only the fact that um, that Barkley. Didn't have his shooting boots on straight away in that game. So okay, well, I, I, I get what I get. Like what Stephen's saying there, you know, the stat is literally mistakes leading to goals. But who are they accrediting the error to? Right. So for example, you could have a player, a striker, loses the ball, and bam, two passes later, the opposition team has scored a goal. No one else has made a mistake. Does that error go down against the striker, or is it against the error uh, of the defender who missed, who didn't follow the defend, uh, the striker's run, or just because it's against a, a particular player doesn't mean that's his error that's led to the goal. That's what I mean. It's a list leading. How do they measure it? How many um, how many how many reflective goals as well was there as well? That's I feel like that, that was, was it. Yeah, it was that's, got, that's got nothing to do with Van Dyke. They haven't got anything to do with Van Dyke yesterday. No, 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 no. I know it's got nothing to do with Van Dyke, but I'm just saying like yesterday with the with the finger. Did you? I feel like did you see the way that uh, Fabino's deflection. He's he's literally got his back to try and avoid any arm contact. Say, 
this is this is how I feel like. You know, like the way Leicester last week, um, when they beat City, they got three penalties. They got four deflections because the players are literally getting their arms out the way and they're not they defending also, they, the team. They, they also hit the woodwork a couple of times. Yeah, and, they did. And, they and, have, and, and not, to be I'm fair, in the first half, Barkley should have had a hat-trick. Yeah, he should have. I'm not taking um, anything away from him. They did. They, 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 they took the piss out of us. Like. Yeah, I mean, as Dylan's put out, that is... To me, that is an error by Fabinho, and is that counted against him as an error against goal? Because he's gone poorly to try and block the shot there, half turned, and it's deflected and gone in. Now, if he had stood his ground and been more sort of planted in the floor, the ball would have hit him and it wouldn't have gone in. So, well, yeah, does is, that not go against him as an error for the goal? I bet it I mean, doesn't. Like, that, that is, that's, um, that's, this is, um, you know, um, not not an error, just poor defending. But like, this is going that, down. That's just for... so vague, though. That is so vague. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one like putting putting Van Dyke's willy in my mouth, you know. But like, I I love Van Dyke, and I will still class him as a world class defender, and I really do believe yeah, he is. Yeah. He's in the top three defenders in the world right now, in my opinion. The issue is he has been so complacent over the last year and this does include the before lockdown and the run-up to Liverpool win the title we knew Liverpool gonna win the title it was obvious we knew that there was no there was no denying that but just the just Van Dyke's approach and I'll see what you mean about the motivation just an approach to games it's almost like there's a expectation you're just gonna walk in yeah we're gonna win this I don't really need to do whatever. I don't really need to do anything. Just his reactions as well from when when they did go one nil down, two nil down, three one down. His reactions yeah. weren't of a. It, was, a, it wasn't a until it was five. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a leader who turned around and said, "Right, come on, we need to do something about it here." And he's, he's never been that kind of player, has he? Really, if you look yes. out throughout his career, he's never been that kind of player. He's always been a. I'll lead by being just really good. No, you get some players who are like that, don't you? We we used to say uh, Henderson's not the captain, Van Dyke's the captain. If you watch him play, he's like that. Uh, This is what I said when when, when Thiago when Thiago played against uh, Chelsea. And I said this. Well, you know Thiago's good when he's telling Van Dyke what to do because Van Dyke tells everyone else what to do. You know what I mean? Henderson Mm. might be the motivator in the team. Might be like that. Come on, the engine. But when it comes to like leadership and telling people what to do, Van Dyke's the guy in our team. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's more than just defending, lads. It's leadership and stuff like that. Like, okay, um, Sergio Ramos, I'd say Sergio, uh, Sergio Ramos, the best defender in the past decade. Yeah. But yeah. he's had he's had two or three bad seasons, lads. Come on. It's not, it's not all the best have bad seasons. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, if, 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 um, if Sergio Ramos makes a mistake, he'll turn around. Or well, I hear make a mistake. If someone, one of his teammates, makes a mistake, he will turn around and rally and moan yeah. and get people yeah. going That's again. And Van Dyke, Van Dyke, Van Dyke did do that. He did that at Celtic. He did that to a degree at Southampton, and he's been doing that since he's been at Liverpool. But over the last twelve months or so, probably just under, he hasn't. Yeah. And. This is why I. The question is out there: Is he declining, or is he getting? Leadership complacent? comes in all forms, though. Just because someone shouts and moans doesn't mean make them instantly a leader. It just means they shout and moan. So, so what? So why? What, so what was happening beforehand when he was giving, like, constructive advice or whatever, you know, or like leading the team and going like, "Come on, get in there, go and well, grabbing he, everyone by the scruff of their neck." And why is he not doing that now? Even um, the comment... before he turned up to now and like the leadership there, lads, like that's all you got to do, lads. Like it, it's mad. It, oh. it, we, he wasn't there. We we had one of the worst defence. Turned up, we got the best. Mm-hmm. Um, a lack of crowds and no uh, and no preseason is not doing anyone any favours. Um, not seeing any great defensive performances by anyone this season. Um, mm, I, I, I don't know. Aston I don't know if I fully, fully agree. Villa defensively, Aston Villa smashing it, mate. Um, so we've got two Liverpool fans knocking around. Well, three Liverpool fans here knocking around. We've got you in 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 the in the in the video, of course, Dylan. Um, yeah. We've got we've got Jamie Watson who was on it last week, by the way. That's whose comments there were. Thank you very much yeah. for commenting, Jamie. And then uh, and then well, boy Tabs as well. He disagrees with me. He disagrees with me. Why why do you disagree? What what's what's he what's he doing? What's what's he what's he what's it what's uh what's Van Dyke doing or not doing? You know, I would like, I, I would I, like to I, see. Gav, I will agree with you this season, but I had this discussion with my dad yesterday. I think Alison and everyone's not even like turning up. It's like they're still hungover. 
Well, here's the here's the thing. You the season you guys or the the run that you guys have been on for the last couple of seasons. Yeah. It's almost physically possible to yeah, carry on that. Keep going. This, so it's yeah. gonna any any slight drop in that is gonna make it look a lot worse than it actually it, is. Okay. It, Yesterday was a freak result. That's never going to happen again. No. That is, as you said, three. Was it three deflections? Was four there a penalty in there? Is there four deflections? There's a penalty there. And here's the thing. Aston Villa have made some really astute signings. We've mentioned this, Gav, haven't we, previously on the show? That we, we think that they've made some good signings. They've got Ross, Ross Barkley, for example. Ross Barkley can make, uh, make himself look like a world-class midfielder and somebody who wouldn't look like I uh, uh, get in a Sunday league side in the same game, even in the same move, he could do that, right? And so he can have his own day. They've got Jack Grealish. We know that he's a good player. They've got John McGinn. They've got a really good midfield. And yeah. unfortunately, it just Liverpool were dropped a little bit. Aston Villa were high from what happened, and that happens. I mean, uh, let's hold off before we start going and declaring which players declining, this player declining, Liverpool are in free fall. Let's just hold off before that yeah, actually well, this, happens. This is the thing. I think, I think it's going. I think it's been going for more than yesterday's game. This is the thing. No, it, yeah. I think it's. I, I don't know. I don't agree with you there, I, mate. I, I, I really don't. Eight opinions there, but um, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Honest, I, I don't think that Van Dijk has been at the races as well, much as he in the in 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 your Champions League winning season. He was better for me. He was a yeah. better player yeah. in that season than he was. Last season, when you the won Ma- the title, back to the back to what I was saying about the Mohammed, back to back to the way I was saying about the Mohammed Salah effect. So Mohammed Salah turned up right, and and, and within his first season became the highest ever goal scorer in the Premier League. Yeah, right. Mm. And you know, in in a in a single season, then Virgil oh. Van Dijk turns up and does mm. not get dribble past one person, dribble past them. So when you have got these two players who are breaking records. You, you, all of a sudden, you sit them in that in that remark, and you think they're going to sit there forever. It, you know, there's there's going to be times when they're going to go like that. Salad, Salad, you know, might might be jagging twenty goals a season, but twenty goals from the wing, boys. That's that's impressive, lads. Oh yeah, I I, I don't I do not deny that. I do not deny but that. Um, it's and still the same Van Dijk. About yesterday, it's more. It goes deeper than yesterday. Um, it doesn't agree with the facts that I think that the eighteen nineteen season was a better season for Van Dijk than it was last season. Yeah, it's, it's opinions. It really is, and I love the facts that you don't agree because it's all boring, always boring when um, we sit here and go, yeah, yeah, that's right. But it, it, it's you know, I'm I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the Van Dijk of Come on, boys, let's do stuff. When 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 Liverpool normally go one 0 down, he's there shouting, telling everyone to get on with their stuff, and Liverpool turn it back. In the Arsenal game, the Arsenal game only last week, Arsenal went one 0 up, and literally Van Dijk turns round, Everson Jeffs. Next thing you know, it's two one Liverpool. Yeah, prime example, you know. So as hey. well, as well, well, Gav. Can we just finish? Can we just finish on this one? United, <clears throat> United always recruited. So in, in different positions. So like once they won the league, they sign new players in that position to give comp- uh, competition. So yeah. As you say in there, Virgil's like Virgil could be now being because we all think I'm comfortable now. I am Virgil Van Dijk. I am Liverpool's best centre half. I can relax, sort of thing. You know what I mean? He looks next to him. who's 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 my competition. Oh, this 22-year-old Joe Gomez. Nah, he's, well, he, I think Joe Gomez was the weak link last yeah, night. Fabinho needs it, Fabinho it, needs it, to sit it, in it, there. It, yeah, he was. He was. He was the reason why Every Liverpool was bad. Very Every shaky. Was short. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if we get this lad from, if we get this lad from take um, from Schalke today, we see that we are going to get him. But if we get him, it, it's seven us up big time. Very true. Right then, before we move on, I would like to introduce uh, Tom Overend to the group. Hello, Tom. Welcome. Thanks for joining. Very glad to be back, mate. Very glad to be back. Hey, I freaking love this guy. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't, if you don't know who Tom Overend is, then where the hell have you been on Twitter, mate? Um, I really, really just can't. Yeah, don't know where you've been. Um, before we do move on, though, there was just one more comment um, that I wanted to go through. Peter Jones put he had the quality of a captain last year in regards to jeering them um, on this season, not so much. Um, hopefully, um, we'll change and we'll get over the next few games. Now, the one, the next game that. 
Liverpool have is against Everton and Everton have flown out the tracks. Now, we don't normally do it on this show, but we are going to. So let's go to this. What do Everton need to do to ensure Champions League football? Tom, you're, 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 new, you're new to the group. I'll come to you first, Tom. For me, for me, there are a couple of positions. Firstly, I think for top four, you need a degree of squad depth. And I think Everton are building it by bringing in Godfrey and possibly Tamori coming in on loan. Um, which is good. I think, to be honest with you, they need an upgrade in the goalkeeper department. I'm not sure Pickford's good enough. Um, he might let in goals. He might cost them 10 points. That is the difference between fourth and sixth, um, unfortunately. I think they've got a very, very good first team. But I do worry if they have to, you know, if they have a bad year with injuries or if, you know, Fatigue, fatigue sets in as the season goes along. A little bit like Leicester last season, maybe. Mm. Um, Alex? Uh, I kind of, Tom kind of covered it quite well there, to be fair. The one thing that's going to serve Everton well in this is the fact that they don't have any European distractions as well. Um, so you can remember when Chelsea won the league uh, under Conte, uh, Leicester winning the league under uh, Ranieri, they were just pretty much playing uh, the Premier League, weren't they, week in, week out. Sadly, and then sadly, the cup competitions, sadly. they got knocked out quite early. So they were just able to focus on the league. So if that happens to Everton this season, the squad depth might be not so much of an issue because they're not, there's not as many games, there's not many taxing on the, on the players that they do have. And as Tom said, they've got a really good first 11, minus the goalkeeper. I, don't, uh, I think we can all kind of agree that I think that's their serious weak link. But they've got a strong midfield. And in today's game of football, if you've got a strong midfield, you stand a chance against pretty much anybody in the league, really. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Liverpool fan, Dylan. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with all you lads. The balance is that they've got so much balance in that team. Uh, it's, just, it's just Jordan Pickford. And uh, as you were saying on match of the day, Gav, uh, you know, you slate them to... Uh, Ian Wright slate them to... To like proper Slayton, didn't you? Hear him? Did you watch it? <laughs> just like you, see, you just refer me to Ian Wright. <laughs> that's, that's that's crew love there. That's crew love. Um, <laughs> look, um, Everton. We say it every year, hence why we have a separate section on each show of what are Everton. We don't know what they are. They've come out of the blocks and they've looked brilliant. They've signed midfielders. They needed, they needed still in midfield for ages. They were, play, they were playing 4-4-2 for a lot of the time and then putting like Sigerson and Tom Davis in midfield doesn't work. Or, you know, Andre Gomez and Tom Davis doesn't work. And, you know, then they were just, they didn't they didn't have a real, the right setup. And then when it was going wrong, they would sub everyone off and they would have like a 4-1-5 formation, just throw everyone forward and try and get a goal. Didn't work. Now they've got structure. They've got Out. three Brilliant midfielders. Alan is still, until Thomas Partey signs 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 the ting, um, is the best midfielder in the Premier League right now. I'd, um, I'd, I'd say Decore, mate. Decore is just as every bit as good as uh, as Alan is. Decore is now Decore already since being at Everton is finding the form that he had once again the eighteen nineteen season. Because last year he sort of dipped off a little bit. Watford yeah, weren't really yeah. at the races, were they? But that year before, how much did we wax lyrical about Decore every but, single oh. week? And he like it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and now you know Calvert Lewin is scoring goals for fun as well and he doesn't look like because before when he was scoring goals it'd be like you know just bounce off him a little bit and it would just roll in and now he looks like a complete centre forward yeah. so you know I I, I I think as long as they as long as they don't get too many injuries I actually think they are sound for top four because they will outscore opposition as well when you see these uh, you see these players like um, like like Cameron Lewin right yeah He's great. With, he's great with his head. He's he's unreal with his head. But you look at some of the best players with the head. You know, Ben Teke, Andy Carroll. They don't really last that long, don't Gav. Mm. You've got to be good with your feet as well. 
don't get me wrong, I, 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 I've said from the start, I like him. And I did in the first, first episode, we done. I said, hey, I like Northampton, him Northampton Town legend, mate. He is on loan, <laughs> at, on loan at the Cobblers once upon a time. Northampton Town legend. Um, but yeah, um, no, I, I think I think they're, no one's guaranteed anything. You know, you know, we thought, we thought, um, Leicester were going to finish third. <laughs> they end up coming outside. Coming outside. Um, I will say this. Expense. Oh, God, I, 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 I will say this about Everton. I will say this about them. Um, when it comes to big games, because they haven't really had a big game yet, have they, Everton? They, no. I mean, I suppose Spurs away. Yep. Yeah, that was first game of the season. First so time if, 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 if uh, results yeah, are to go against uh, anything it could be the first day but I will say when it comes to the big games Carlo Ancelotti with his experience is going to be absolutely vital along with the players they've got they're going to fare well so they, they have absolutely every chance in terms of the expense well it's looking obviously it's early days but it's looking like it's going to be a Man United's expense really isn't it mm. what I will Tommy. say what I will say about Ancelotti and why I'm so happy to see his Everton team do well is that I remember seeing at Napoli, he was playing a 4-4-2 again and, and it wasn't his style of football. It wasn't his game. And he came to Everton and I was really scared he was doing it again. This 4-4-2 that's kind of a bit rudderless. And mm. then he gets the players that he asks for and he wants. And I'm seeing the Carlo Ancelotti that I saw at Chelsea all those years ago and the Ancelotti I saw at yes. Milan and to an extent at Madrid. And I think the thing is, they got a great deal for Dekure. I think because Nigel Pearson was playing Dekure as a number 10 last season, that mm. was just weird. And Watford obviously getting relegated helped. And Ancelotti's got a team that he can build in his own sort of identity. He's got he's talent. Got, yeah. He's got freedom. Mm. That's what he's got. He's got freedom. Every other place, he's, he's, got, he's got expectations on him. He's come to Everton, it's like, listen, it's yours. Do you know what I mean? Everton, look at the, the, the tier level of teams that he's managed before. You're right, Everton aren't, they're not top tier. Nope. And what is what they're trying to do is make them become top tier. Now, I wanted Ancelotti at Arsenal, very well documented by me. And, but, do you know what, I still would have taken my Arsenal right now. But look, the, the thing, what I'm really enjoying with Everton at the moment is not necessarily Everton as such, it's more James Rodriguez. And James Rodriguez has had a real bad time of it over the last few years. He's not good enough to do this, he's not good enough here, he's declining, Is this, that and the other. The three good seasons that we have seen him, because we saw him, of course, at the World Cup 2014, that's where he shot to fame, really and truly, for most people in Europe and in particular in England. He made that move to Real Madrid. And who was the manager there at the time? Ancelotti. Looked wonderful. Played him in his right position. Ancelotti goes. And then he's bit Bayern. part. Couldn't get in. Didn't look right. Ancelotti ends up at Bayern. Who does he take there? James Rodriguez James. on loan. And how good did James Rodriguez look for that one season? Looked wonderful because he was playing in that role. Just, just where he's nice and comfortable. As soon as he goes, where, where's James Rodriguez again? He's gone to Everton, gets to play in that hole again, and look how wonderful he is. It's an absolute joy to see in the print. Well, we'll piggyback off that, Gav, and uh, what Mm. Tom mentioned about Carlo being at Chelsea when he won the league with with Chelsea, was it about a decade ago, wasn't it, now? Yeah, Yeah. 2010, yeah. You look at the makeup of of that Chelsea side, and you can look at it, the makeup of this Everton side, it's very, very similar. So you've got Mm. Hamas Rodriguez as your Frank Lampard, Dominic mm. Calvert Lewin is your Didier Drogba. Mm. Alan is your, was it your Makaleli? Um, uh, yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, well, or you could say Decore is your FTN, really. Um, mm. uh, Andre Gomez, kind of almost right. similar, like your Michael Balak type of player. Richard yeah, is your Florent Melida. Steve Sidwell. <laughs> It's meant to be yeah. really good, but if we, like, yeah. we, 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 want, we want him to be better, but it's not but yeah, quite So there. Richarlison is your Florent Malouda. So he's seriously, as, you, as Tom's made, it's a great comparison there to that Chelsea side that he had a decade ago. It's very similar makeup, and you could see how he's tried to build that Everton side out very similar to what, mm. uh, what he thought he had a de- 10 years ago. The disrespect to Petr Schacht there. Hey, oh well, yeah, but you can't always be the same. Can you? Hey, look, Pickford's left-footed, Czech's left-footed. Just saying. 
Apparently, there's a couple of talks. One of Sergio Romero going there. In fact, we'll move on slightly, actually, because the reason why I wanted to, to get Tommy involved as well, because we wanted to talk about transfers. And um, uh, I did see a comment earlier on today um, from uh, transfers, right and big. Um, it's covering everyone's face, so I'll make it a little ticker tape going on the bottom so everyone can see what we're talking about. Um, right, so um, I did see a little comment earlier on from, from Adam Deering, who's watching this show, um, wondering where my yellow tie is. Well, I'm going to be on the Blues Boys Network at nine o'clock, and I'm going to have my white shirt and my tie on for that, so don't worry. Hence why I'm just sitting here in my in dressing gown, but I'm still rocking the yellow in the Jamaica colours. <laughs> but um, transfers... Let me, boys. Hey, um, right, yeah, transfers. Um, just sort of like finishing on Everton slightly um, because their weak link, we know, is the goalkeeper. They need help there. There's talk of Sergio Romero going there. And the other one, which is a bit left field for me, was Paolo Gazaniga. Now, if Gazaniga was to go there, surely he wouldn't be the starting goalkeeper still. For me, with the goalkeeper front, I find it crazy that they didn't go for Emi Martinez because mm. Martinez, I think, is better than an Aston Villa goalkeeper. Oh, um, 100%. Yeah. 100%. We um, all love him. We are all still in pain. My missus is literally in there the crying right now because because <laughs> he's still not here. You know what I mean? But, and I mean that, he'll keep them in the Prem. Easy. I hey, think. Might I, get him top four. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like Romero, but I don't think he can be... When when's Romero last played a full season of football? Was it 2014-15? It was a I long time ago, time. yeah. I mean, that's why there's that risk of bringing in a keeper who's been a backup for so many years. Look at mm. Valencia bringing in Sillison. You yes. can do that if you want. There's no doubt that Sillison's a top keeper. But he's not played football week in, week out for a number of years. You could say that about Emi Martinez, though. You know, he, he got lucky at the end of last season. And Arsenal got lucky in terms of the transfer with that. Because if Arsenal were offered... Uh, so I, I, I've seen him in, in cup games and stuff before. But that's it. And just the odd time he's filled in. And he's looked OK. Yeah. And if, if, Arsenal, if, if Arsenal were offered like two, three million for him, I'd be like, all right. But that end of last season... Amazing. He, was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I honestly believe Arsenal feel more comfortable at the back when Martinez is there more so than Leno. I like Leno. I'm not bashing on Leno. I think Leno is a fantastic goalkeeper. But in terms of presence and awareness and, you know, passing, I think, I think, um, I think that Martinez... Should have should have stayed personally, and I'm I'm quite upset about it as well. But like Everton would have been a great shout for him. Mm. I think Martinez actually knew what it took to wear the shirt for Arsenal, and yeah. that was the respect that the defence gave him was a kind of. I think he was the longest serving player at Arsenal. That few moments like that. <laughs> close to it, and I think that that meant that he really savoured that chance he got and he looked I think at least as good as Leno was and as I say that's not bashing Leno you could just see by the emotion in his face Gav you know what I mean mm. we're talking we're talking before about like players who are passionate he can he, he was literally crying his eyes out after winning the winning the trophy for you but we're talking no we're talking, tabs no I will not let it go haha <laughs> <laughs> we're talking we're talking before about Sergio Romero boys yeah yeah. Have you seen the have you seen the thing his wife's put on Instagram? No, what's he what's what's uh, she's she's put um Sergio Romero worked uh, worked hard for his club. Last trophy day one, they lifted with him. Lifted it with him. Uh, Romero it's, or Martinez you're on about? Martinez. Uh, R- Romero. R- oh Romero, okay. Yeah, because we were talking about Romero before, so I was just doing a little, little bit of the search in here. It says, yeah, so Sergio Romero uh, worked hard on, uh, for his club. Last trophy day one, they lifted for it lifted it with him. They he helped them reach four final, four finals, semi finals, mm. um, and then he left. Then he was left on the bench only to lose them all. Uh, it's time to put respect on his name. Yeah, I'll get that. I'll get that completely. Um, it is. It's like he's now being overlooked by Henderson. You know what I mean? Like Henderson yeah. just came straight back in and. Henderson, Henderson is a fantastic goalkeeper. We saw, see, he's, he's a backup, so to speak. In the last two seasons, he's been the number one, and he's made he he made such a a, a difference 
to to Sheffield United. Now, he, the difference that he made is very similar to the difference that Joe Hart made when Joe Hart was the goalkeeper Birmingham. at Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, and didn't they? Birmingham came ninth that season Same as well, didn't thing, they? Wasn't it? No, I think they came. I think they came. I think they came ninth, and they got relegated the following season. So that um, means that Sheffield United are going to win the League Cup this year um, against Arsenal um, and go down. That's a uh, history repeating itself. Um, they haven't got Chelsea, any Martins. They haven't got any Martins. Right. Want to got talk about transfers, right? Yeah, I want to talk about Chelsea's transfers with Tom. Yes. Okay. I was going to say that. Um... I've I've just in apparently Ruben Loftus Cheek has been linked with going to Fulham. I'm not sure yeah. about that one, but that's a bit that's of a spurious one. But yeah, Tom, I don't know if you have any more insight on that. Yeah, well, I first I want to put a little disclaimer out because I never know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Everything I say is what I hear from other people, people I generally trust. But please don't think that I'm telling you that something's going to happen because I have no idea. Um, with Loftus Cheek, sorry, I just had to say that because I get so much rubbish sometimes on Twitter. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. With Loftus Cheek, I think it will happen um, from what I've seen. I think personally, and I've, I've tweeted, don't do that, Gav Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be my 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 second and last appearance on your show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! No, we, we all we all scout on Twitter, don't we? That's we're enough all... to cheat. Talking about heartbreak when he went off that field in Massachusetts because he was playing in a charity game and broke his leg. My heart cried inside because. Mm. I think he needs a loan like he had at Palace where he just builds his confidence back because he's not half the player he was. I mean, it didn't help that Lampard was playing him on the wing rather than as a centre mid. And I don't lie when I say that. Kante, Jorginho, Loftus Breaking Chief. news. What's up? Breaking news. Chris Smalling has joined Roman on a three-year deal for worth 18 million. God. Deal for them. What, what, what else is 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 it is it, is it night time as well? Um, as, a, as another thing that was guaranteed to happen. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. So um, hey, look, Loftus Cheek. I'll always, I'll always, I'll always love Loftus Cheek. The first time I ever saw him um, was December the twenty first, two thousand and thirteen. Um, I did um, Chelsea versus Reading under eighteen. So I was refereeing then, and. Um, Yes, it was a, it's a youth game, but these are two Premier League youth game, youth teams at the time, two Premier League teams. And Noftus Cheeks um, set up five and scored one. And it reminded me of Yaya Toure, man. Like, literally, he was so tall in comparison to everyone else. He'd get the ball so deep and just wade through people like they weren't even there. And then just, just palm it off. And then um, Charlie Masonda, he was in that game as well. He bagged and stuff. And I was like... Wow, man, this guy, if he ever makes it, he, he needs to make it. He is one of the best natural talents I've seen. So I think I was there for his first Chelsea game. I think it was against Sporting Lisbon or or somebody in that, or Maribor, I think, in that mm. 2015 season. And what is so upsetting about Loftus-Cheek was, and I say this completely genuinely, that Sarri season, he got a lot of stick, but that midfield of Jorginho Kante and Loftus-Cheek was so complete. Mm. I can't tell you how much I loved that midfield. And the fact that he was forced to play Loftus-Cheek in that charity game, obviously he goes on, breaks his leg. And, and the fact he's been playing out of position since hasn't helped him, but he mm. needs a season of football for me. And I had a lot of Chelsea fans saying he's better than Fulham. And I and I actually, of course, I agree with them. Yeah, but I, I, th I think he needs a run of games where he's not going to be the player he was for the first five or ten games, I'm afraid. I've, I've seen him play since he's come back from injury. He's not the same player. The way he's going to become the player he was is by playing week in, week out, 30 league games. And I think we might see the player that we could have had there. Mm. And what about your backline? Because um, I, I know you put a tweet out 
at the weekend and um, there was that guy from Dubai who wasn't really didn't really take take or, or take to me very well did he um because my my issue was it's not I'm not saying that he should play there but I was thinking because as Piliqueta has played as a right center half um, mm. a right side center half in a back three could mm. he potentially potentially play in a back four because you can't yeah. you, you're you shouldn't be playing a back three right now anymore yeah. you should be playing yeah. a back four so I've, I've heard a lot, I've seen a lot, and I've thought about that myself quite a bit. Um, mm. For me, firstly, I think at the moment he's our best right back at the club. I think he's playing better than Rhys James at the moment and quite a lot better than Rhys James. As much as I love Rhys James, don't you know, have any other way. Second, I think, and I don't normally like to do this for quite a few reasons, but I but I will do it with Azp as a centre back. I saw Sarri come and only really want to play him there as a very very last resort. Conte didn't fancy it in the back four when he tried it. Nor has Lampard, and I think that probably says that if three different managers of different styles didn't fancy it, I think it's probably the right thing. Um, I think he's not quite got the power to be in, in a kind of back two. That's it. Um, he's, he's not tall enough either. Hmm. It, 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 just quickly, just Gab, you notice Gabriel's signing for Arsenal. You notice yeah. straight away, especially in the game yesterday, I don't think he lost one duel in the air. He won every single header everything. in the frame. Everything. And look how much difference that makes to your defence because it stops the attack from gaining momentum. In fact, I think there was one occasion where he didn't win the ball in the air and the ball was flicked on and Sheffield United were almost in. But every other time he stopped it at source and it just went back the other way and it just stops attacks dead. And unfortunately, I think that's what Aspilicueta doesn't quite have, does he? Yeah. Mm. And he's a good leader, but he's no John Terry or he's no Marcel Desailly. Um, he was good. Where, where'd against... you find those? Yeah, I, I get that. But we have Thiago Silva. We yeah, uh, no, I, 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 I defended Thiago Silva massively on the signing of him. I was actually like, yeah, really think you should go get him. This, that and the other. Um, and I am no longer... As convinced, I oh, know it's only one. I know it's only one game in that one particular. One mistake. Um, going back, going. Sorry, before we carry on, going back to our first question of the day, um, it's now it's now broken that Tammy Abraham, Ben Chilwell, and Jana Sancho will miss the game um, against England on Thursday uh, against Wales. Sorry, on Thursday. So I don't know whether they, they need to quarantine or something or whether they're just being kicked out. I don't know what the crack is with that one. But um but yeah. Um yeah, I think I think Chelsea they 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 focus too much on their on their front line. Um yes, um they have strengthened in the defensive area, but where you needed to strengthen, I don't think you have. You've got a new goalkeeper. Yes, needed that. We know that. Um you got a new you got you got a new left back. I'm not being funny. Marco Alonso, when you're playing the back three, is yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you're playing the back four, Awful. missing. Absolutely Awful. missing. Ben Chilwell could do both. So if you do change your system, you can do that. Um, Interesting story about Alonso that I'll contribute because I don't know how many non-Chelsea fans will know this. In that West Brom game, 3-0 um, down at half time. Lampard's never been as angry as he was at Alonso that half time. He apparently bellowed at him in front of the whole team. He expected a reaction from Alonso after being substituted at half time. Alonso instead goes and has a tantrum and wants to watch the second half from the team bus rather than being on the substitutes bench. Um, he was that um, disturbed by Lampard's comments. And I think Lampard's basically binned him since then. I don't think we'll be seeing much of him at all now. Oh, dear. Um, Dylan. Would you, um, oh, go on, Alex. I was just going to ask him about Declan Rice because Chelsea have been linked with Declan Rice for a lot of this transfer window. And obviously, as of yet, it still hasn't happened. It's probably not going to happen now going into the last couple of hours. But uh, where do you think Declan Rice, if you were to sign him, say, in the January transfer window or next summer, where do you think Declan Rice fits into, into Chelsea? And who do you think kind of misses out from the midfield that you've got already. 
So until very recently, I thought he would be the defensive midfielder to have two number eights in front of him, so Mount and Havertz. I think Lampard's now wanting to play 4-2-3-1. I think he comes in for Jorginho, which I don't want. I love Jorginho. Me too. Lots of people don't rate him at all. Yeah, Alex Osborne. I, I'm, not I'm not a fan. <laughs> if he came to Arsenal, Arsenal could play 4-3-3 and get top four and get over on a midfield uh, yeah there we go um so no 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 um let's let's go to dylan and talk about liverpool um do you need i know, I know we're not, not much left of the um, transfer window but do you need any more players in there do you need to um get a replacement for van dyke i would have liked i i would have liked a new striker um I would like the new striker, and I would like the, um, a defensive backup for uh, it, it, yeah, a defensive backup for um, Gomez. Personally, mm-hmm. I think Matip Matip uh, Mat- is good, but we've only got three centre halves now. Like actually, mm-hmm. like good good centre halves. I've just seen it, lads. Uh, the Dembele to United deal is off, so no. Yeah, just don't, think, don't, don't, don't think he's going to be going to Liverpool, though. But, uh, no. I, I think that was, a weird, that was a weird one anyway. Um, uh, me and Alex are really excited about the uh, the idea of Thomas Party coming. We're both really frustrated about the idea, uh, well, about the situation of, of Jose Mouar, um not going ahead. Because they're both like key targets. Um, and I know that Arsenal need to ship out a few players as well. But, um, but yeah, um, Alex, are you, if... if if it's just ends ends with party, are you going to be happy with the window for Arsenal? Absolutely, um, because uh, and I'm surprised that not other not any other clubs, knowing that Atletico Madrid would have a release clause on him, and they've clearly stated that they will not negotiate it unless the release clause and it, and when the release clause is met, the Atletico Madrid are no longer in the negotiations because isn't it as is law in in Spain once the because um, the registration is held with the the league isn't it rather than the club once a release clause has been met you pay the league the money the money then obviously gets transferred to the club but at that point the negotiations with the club are over so I'm surprised that not more clubs have gone in hang on we've got this really I would say world class midfielder available at such a price. 45. Why haven't more teams tried to go in for him? Uh, I'm, mm. So I'm surprised. So that would be a massive coup for Arsenal. Yes, a while would have been would have been uh, the cherry on the cake, but it all depended on Arsenal being able to ship out more players because um, it wasn't it wasn't so much the money. It was more a case of the registration for having uh, over 21 uh, players over the age of 21 who were foreign in your team, mm. and Arsenal obviously uh, uh, their max there, which is why when Guendouzi has been confirmed to go to Hertha Berlin on loan, they've been able to then go, right, we can now bring in Thomas Party. Um, because everyone going on about Arsenal having any money, but they've just dropped 45 million like that. So um, that was always the case. That was always going to be the case. Mm. And it just hasn't um, happened because Socrates hasn't gone, Kalaznach hasn't gone, they haven't been able to get rid of Ozil, they haven't got rid of Mustafi. But you'll see a lot of that because next season, next summer is when all their contracts end. So... It'll, it'll well, be a big, big summer next summer for us. Well, this, this, this is the thing, Gav. I, I know, like, but me, me and you, Gav, we had this little uh, talk about uh, party, and we said to me, like, you know, he's your Patrick. V- well, we, I said Patrick, mm. uh, Patrick Vieira. You said it mm. was the uh, Gilberto, Gilberto, yeah, yeah the replacements, and and it's after it's what after fifteen years. Well, fifteen years for um for Vieira since he left, and I think um, Gilberto left in the in in oh nine. Yeah. Um, 08 or 09 so you know oh. it's a long time hey look I'll throw um, out I'm coming one there to that I'm coming to that Glenn I'm coming to that Glenn uh, I'll go throw on, one out for you uh, Gav um, he could party possibly what Abu Dhabi could have been what could have been exactly and it's devastating oh, I love Dhabi I did want to, I, I, I said we've got a couple of minutes left anyway and yes let's discuss Man United's failures in the transfer market oh my god <laughs> we should have done a whole show on this uh, if I'm honest um, Man United <laughs> are Manchester United. They are arguably the biggest club in world football. Why can't they get things done? 
what is what 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 is going on? Is it is it a need for a director of football? Is it they don't uh, do, do players not trust the idea of working with Solskjaer? Uh, uh, is is the money is the money not being filtered through? Like yeah. how how how's, how's it? What, what's what's the crack? I think I think, 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 think they've got no recruitment strategy. They don't mm. look forward more than one window to go right. I need to upgrade my left back. I need to upgrade my midfield. And instead of going for the best, like I would say Liverpool have done in the past, Chelsea have done in the past, um, and this window, um, Woodward out, yeah, I would agree with you, Glenn. Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, and the thing is, he has no strategy. He thinks, right, um, there's this good-looking lad called Triore. Let's get him because we need to satisfy the fans. You know, mm. the fact they go for Cavani so late in the game, he's a great player, but... Is he really what they need when they've got, you know, Rashford, Mason Greenwood? It's not It's not in that forward line that they need players. It's not in that forward line. And Next foul, Carl. I just don't get it. I, I, it's a fact that over so many years, they've not looked at that team and thought, who can we bring in? You know? They've spent lots of money over the years, though, haven't they? You know, Is people it, actually forget yeah. how much money they're actually spending. They've overspent on a lot of players, a bit like Everton have. They've overspent on the for, the, for what the players are. For instance, Maguire. Did they need to spend 80 million on Maguire? Yeah, no, they didn't. It's easy to overspend. Chelsea did it in 2017. You know, people saying hmm. Conte wasn't bags. They spent, it's your fault. they spent nearly 250 million on absolute rubbish. I can't bet. Yeah, yeah. But to play. It's, it's Chelsea's. It's it's Chelsea's fault that people spend so big in the first place, though, mate. Do you think? No, yeah. I think I think I think that most recently the reason why people spend so much is PSG's fault. That 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 signing of Neymar when they release when they triggered the release clause because hey, look, we've all played Football Manager. We, yeah. we when we have a, when we have a player, we don't want to let them go. We know it's, you go on their you go on their details. It says value ten million. Well, I'm going to put a release clause in there for fifty million because I know that I don't want to get rid of him. But if someone wants to pay fifty million for him, then I could do a lot of work with that. Yeah. And PSG, they were told, well, it's two hundred and twenty six million for for Neymar, and and they were like, all right, and they did it, and that. Money was inflating and it was going up a lot. We know this, but that move screwed football. Absolutely screwed football. Um, Man United need a Vidic slash Fernand slash VVD, a leader. Um, yes, they do. I'm not being funny. There is one player um, who is not um, a leader at all, and that is that is Maguire. As far as I'm concerned, did you see him? Did you see him the weekend where he pulled Luke Shaw down. Yeah, exactly. It's pathetic. Um, but um, yeah, we are we are coming towards the end of the show anyway. But um, before we go, um, I just want to take a moment of silence for this. <laughs> Gunnosaurus Rex. After <laughs> I, I failed at the moment of silence. There, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Mate, he um, made yeah. one last. If we sign Thomas Party, he's made one last sacrifice for the club. What a legend. Yeah, he has. Um, can I just ask, whilst we've got Tom here, uh, where does he actually think uh, Chelsea are going to finish this season? What, what, what do you think? If um, made no more signings, no more outgoings, everything stays as it is now for the rest of the season, what, what, what do you think uh, Chelsea's prospects and where you're actually going to ultimately end up? So before this weekend, I was really worried. <laughs> For a number of reasons, I thought we didn't have a consistent shape. The players weren't necessarily coming in. But this weekend, and I, I know it's only one game, I can see what he's trying to do. For the first time, I can see what he's trying to do. I'm going to say, and I, I said this was my minimum expectation for the season, or my expectation for the season, top four, preferably third, um, a domestic cup, hopefully, which will now have to be the FA Cup, and quarterfinals of the Champions League. That's all I want because we haven't got to the quarterfinals of a Champions League since 2014. Yeah, I was going to say it's been a long time, yeah. yeah. It hurts because we used to get there almost every season. We almost used to be more successful there than in the Premier League. <laughs> but we've kind of become a bit kind of the opposite of that. A good team in the Premier League, but we never go far in Europe. Because for me, a Europa League's not a substitute for Champions League and a quarter final is not, you know, win your group, 
get a nice draw and you're in the quarterfinal. And the fact that we've not been able to do that since 2014 has hurts. It really hurts. Mm. Joe, Will- Joe Willock's brother's just shouting for the QPR from uh, Benfica. Yeah, it was never that good anyway. Um, but um, yes, um, that's uh, that draws to a close our uh, our debate show episode six. Uh, big thank you for Tom O'Brien for joining us on the show. You can follow him on Twitter um, at t overs eighty eight ninety eight. Sorry, at t overs ninety eight. Uh, so make sure you um, follow him. Um, Honestly, great entertainment. And if you're a Chelsea fan, you'll love it. You know, good debates, good chat is got on there. Um, you follow us all. We've all got our social media platforms, um, two at Top Football or um, at GavMac23. You've got uh, Dylan Murphy over there, um, at Dylan Murphy 21 And then Alex Osborne, who is Spanish Alex85 or 1985? I think it's 85, I think. I think it's Just put in Spanish Alex and you'll find him. That's what yeah. you do. I'm sure it's nine. I'm sure it's eighty-five. Um, but um, yeah, you can you, um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel um, at to Top Football on all social media platforms and www.youtube.com forward slash to Top Football. Make sure you subscribe to the um, the channel, like, share, and subscribe all that Jasmine Taz. Download Soccer Manager 2021. It's available now on the App Store and on Google Play Store. Thank you, everybody, for your contributions to the show. And did you know, if you put two up top into Google, our name comes up first. Thank you and goodbye. Peace.